jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay Lords of Dark Meow! That good? That good, yeah. I'm sorry, you know what, listeners, you weren't privy, but we had a whole pre-show discussion about how I have officially turned into Annie Rooney. It was one of the most beautiful meltdowns I've ever witnessed. (laughs) (laughs) And this is from someone who witnessed the corncob meltdown firsthand. (laughs) I'm still in recovery over that one. Yeah, we all are. We all are. Yeah. 12 steps. They help. So, (laughs) who knows? I'm sure I'll Andy Rooney out later because it's just what i do now i guess i mean when they say when the when the harvest moon beckons you know on uh, the third daughter of the third daughter becomes andy rooney hey you know what i was thinking what do you what do you desire sweet girl a fair price for a pound of coffee beans (laughs) (laughs) okay okay Everyone, get on change.org. Get on GoFundMe. <laughs> we need to re-edit Suspiria to feature Andy Rooney. <laughs> I thought Luca made a masterpiece. I was wrong. It's missing. Andy I thought Rooney. it was perfect, but clearly... <laughs> when, when, uh, when, when Sarah's wandering around in like the razor wire basement, and then, hey, has anyone ever wondered... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry they did this to you. <laughs> I've been trying to help. <laughs> but then there's also him as Helena Marcos. It's like, <laughs> this isn't art. This isn't vanity. Hey. <laughs> a half gallon of ice cream isn't even a half gallon anymore. <laughs> He's just Neil deGrasse Tyson without science. That's that's all Andy Rooney is. And without Twitter, pretty much. With, that's it. Yeah, and without sexual assault allegations. Oh dear. Today is uh, um alas not about Andy Rooney or our favorite um horrible scientist. <laughs> no, it's about telekinetic ladies the, taking charge. The Psychic Friends Network, if you will. <laughs> The Psychic Friends Network. These women who have <clears throat> movies named after them. They only need one name. Like the Cher. Mo- like Cher, like Madonna. The movie is their name. That's how important and amazing and powerful they are. Oh, and they're all perfect queens. They really are. In their they own really way. Are. In their own way. They're <clears throat> they're they're sort of uh the three mothers of their own. It- <laughs> It's very you're absolutely right for being for being in the same subgenre. Now, look, first of all, we're talking about Carrie, Jennifer and Thelma. Read them and weep. Read them and weep, baby. But for being in a very small subgenre, um, 
they have a lot in common, but they all do things very differently. And I'm excited so to compare many... and contrast. Yeah, it's there's so many shared story beats, so many um, uh, similar themes across all of them, and uh, plot even the way the plot moves, um, and yet they all do things so entirely different. Mm-hmm. And across across a saga of many years, or at least between Thelma and all the others. <laughs> Yeah, Jennifer and Ka- Jennifer was clearly like a post. Like I love going to the old bookstore and looking at like uh, old horror paperbacks, and it's always like if you loved The Omen and if you loved Carrie, you'll love you know Baby will kill you or whatever. <laughs> there's this little, there's this little rosy thing. Yeah, ba- ba- Baby will kill you. <laughs> Yeah, title might be a little on the nose. I'm not sure. But <laughs> but like they always are clear like there was a phenomenon and then the ones that came after just blatantly came after. Quick, we need telekinetic everything. Quick, yeah. we need antichrist everything. Yeah. And so I think Jennifer clearly is that like trying to capitalize on Carrie, but it's wonderful and does its own thing and I love it. And uh, oh, we'll get all into we'll that. We'll get when to we talk yeah, about we're going to we're going to go in chronological order. We decided a vote was made. There was a conflict. <laughs> yeah, we had we a vote, had... and we both yelled out "chronological," so yeah. no no one's head exploded. No heads so... were exploded. We did release some blue smoke um, <laughs> to let the townspeople know that you know all could rest. That harvest yeah. would continue as as planned. Exactly. So Carrie, the one that started it all. Wow, what a what a film. What a film. I hadn't watched it in a while and I watched it for this. I mean, uh it's a genre masterpiece. It's still perfect. It's still perfect. Honestly, too sad for me. Oh, it is so so depressing and we'll get into this with the other films but i was happy that this was kind of the depressing one yes <laughs> and then yeah. the stories kind of uh, uplift from there on yeah that like this is the the first one and then it it the it kind of shifts like the the girl and her powers and all that the it shifts from here on out but this yeah. first one is such a fucking downer yeah, it becomes a little more empowered, like uh, along with the waves of feminism. Maybe like this is this is yeah. where we see woman in the dregs and terrible things happen to her before before empowerment and rights and the ability, the agency shows up in the other right. films. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is surprising when we get to Jennifer because it's only two years later. But we'll yeah, get to I, that. yeah, yeah, I was really shocked. Um, yeah. I mean, what can you say about Carrie that hasn't already been said though? Um, blood, uh, <laughs> prom. fire prom, um. Oh, this is like $25,000 pyramid. Yeah, yeah. The the password is John Travolta. <laughs> Homosexual, Scientologist, <laughs> gay Scientologist. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Uh, Jada Pinkett. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Leah Remini. <laughs> Um. <laughs> I yeah, I think I think we could all agree that's never been said about Carrie before. So there you go. We, right, that's we true. Solved the equation. 
There you go. Yeah. Is it, you know, I thought about John Travolta, actually, obviously, while I was watching this. And it's like, it's a, like his trajectory is so interesting that like he was such a stud, like in the Welcome Back Cotter Carey days. Yeah. He was the stud, even through like Staying Alive and Saturday Night Fever and all that. And then he disappeared. And then Quentin Tarantino brought him back for Pulp Fiction and everybody was thrilled. Yeah. Like, oh, John Travolta's back. This is amazing. And now he's just a punchline. He's just a joke. He's he is, just a joke now. He's just the guy at the Oscars <laughs> that introduces Adina Menzel and says, Adele Dazim. <laughs> yeah. There's that. There's like the weird hair situation, the hair plugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the toupee mm-hmm. or whatever. And then there's the whole, if you are a gay, I wish you could just be a gay. Yeah, like, I, I really appreciate that you make out with your pilot, like, on the airstrip, but, like, in front of the paparazzi, but can you say something about it, maybe? Right, yeah. And or, I'm just, is it Scientology? I don't know. Oh, yeah, his thetans are all confused and blocked, Stacy. That's true. He needs a, to grip grip those cans a little tighter. He does. A <laughs> wink, th- wink! <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a selection from your, your book of airport jokes. <laughs> Um, yeah. Scientology innuendos. One hundred and one. That's the only one I have. It's a pamphlet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll work on it. You hand it out next to the Hari Krishnas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, John Travolta. I don't know. Like, I'll always have a soft spot for John Travolta because he's he's made some of my favorite films. Like, Blowout, fucking great film. He's a weird. He's such a weirdo. Yeah, he's a he real weirdo. such a weirdo. And that's the thing. Yeah, I actually do have a similar kind of strange affinity for him just because he is so strange. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, even in the even in the Hairspray remake, like, God forbid, I mean, Divine was Edna Turnblad for all intents and purposes. But I even liked John Travolta's interpretation of the character. So, eh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't, I just, I don't know if it's some, if it's just because of like repression and all that i don't know what his deal is but he's always a little bit out of step even when he was like the centerfold guy or whatever you know yeah 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 yeah. so john travolta the star of carrie yeah (laughs) (laughs) the one everyone always talks about with this movie what a different movie it would be, though, if it was about this weird repressed gay Scientologist boy. <laughs> it's John Travolta covered in blood at the end. That's true. Where's the, like, B story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. God, this movie is so hard to watch, even especially if you know. I mean, who doesn't know what happens? But, like, if you know what's coming. Like, it's so. The prom sequences are so masterfully done. Oh, my God. It is. And paced and it just it's so heartbreaking and heart-wrenching and the way that it it just rocks you with the reality of what's happening and and sort of um care the indiscriminate nature of carrie's like pain and, yes. and her trauma that like even mrs Collins or miss collins the gym teacher who's like looking out for her the whole movie and is the only person that cares about her besides <laughs> sue snell arguably um like what happens to her in that sequence it's just so sad yeah for me miss collins is the biggest tragedy in the film yeah no i agree and it's like it's what it happens is it prevents the audience from feeling a real catharsis Mm -hmm. 
Because it's like, usually it's like, oh, this poor, tortured, put-upon girl finally, like, embraces her powers and gets to unleash and get revenge. And, like, that's what we wait for. Oh, yeah. Like, like tragedy girls, they kill everyone. They burn their whole school alive. Also like Carrie. And it's great. It's like. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're really happy for them. <laughs> yeah. And instead, it's like she's kind of out of control. And like you said, it's just completely indiscriminate. Like, she just kills everyone. Yeah. That's on her side and, you know, can't cope with her powers yeah she's a little ptsd trauma baby yeah so oh, sad god sissy's basic oh she's literally and this is the thing is like she doesn't match with the description of the character in the book i mean she weirdness weirdness of her but like you know carrie's a little bit larger in the book and like that's a big reason why they bully her right um and yet they could not have cast a perf- a more perfect actress for this role no she's incredible and she's, she's like weird <laughs> and she's... she's weird like that kind of weird person is someone that the kids would pick on yeah you know well i'm just like i'm thinking of them picking on her and like that's why that that opening like shower sequence is so rough to watch the way it's photographed and i still have questions around like the, the depiction of their bodies and everything and and I, I think it's still, it still, it creates that vulnerable space that's really rough to see her go through what happens to her in the shower. Yes. Um, but it, yeah, I have questions. It, it skirts a line. Like when you're watching it, it feels like good old skeezy De Palma. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it really yeah. does. I mean, it kind of serves a purpose, but I think it's a bit much... And like, if it was if it was just centered around Carrie and not like we get like the moving camera through the locker room, <laughs> right? And it's it's lengthy. Yeah, it's lengthy. I mean, it kind of echoes the prom sequence in this like calm, ethereal beauty, all of that that builds to like this shocking, bloody sort of climax out yeah. of nowhere. But it's a bit much. But then when we get the shot of of just, it's like mostly centered on Carrie, like running up to everyone and just panicking. Mm-hmm. Like that, that feels appropriate because it's just, it's so, I mean, I mean, it's appropriate, but like awful at the same time because it's so putting you in the, the horror. Like it's, it's like being in a nightmare where you're naked in your classroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just awful. Oh, gosh. And yet... This film is so rough, so sad. It's such a tragedy. And yet it is simultaneously like a melodramatic camp masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, especially, like, I mean, the, the mom is just... <laughs> Pipe, Piper Laurie is like, wow. <laughs> the the combination of her with Pino Donaggio's music is... Yeah. It just... And the like weird Stephen King dialogue shit you know what i mean you know how he always does that and it like he played it up in misery to good effect because annie wilkes was so weird so she could be like you cockadoodie whatever but that's the way like his characters are always like that and carrie's mom is like that like everyone's gonna see your dirty pillows see okay that's actually a great point because i have always wondered if stephen king actually wrote carrie um because for the longest time I had this conspiracy theory in my head that Tabitha King wrote it. Mm. And because there was that story about how he threw it away and then she found it in the trash can and like went and like shopped it around and got it published or whatever. Yeah. And I just always felt like this story, like the way it's centered around a teenage girl and all this stuff, I felt like it was so different from his other work. Mm-hmm. But 
But then you are so right about that weird-ass dialogue. Yeah. He's always a little too on the folksy side, but not in a way that's actually, like, real. Yeah, where it's, someone's it's just like, a little too... It's <laughs> Stephen, yeah, it's Stephen King folksy, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's Stephen King folksy. And so people say things that people don't actually say, but somehow he manages to make it sound real. Yeah, like, why is this person talking like an old-timey prospector saying a nursery rhyme? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's exemplified in his character in The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill in Creepshow. That's what exactly what I was thinking of as you were saying. But, but, like, you know, that's it. Just, just him just, like, letting it all loose. <laughs> that, that's his fetish. His yeah. <laughs> yeah. Main adjacent hillbilly. Yeah, but most characters have some Jordy Verrill in them. They do. They do. Yeah. And Mrs. White is, oh, from the second she shows up <laughs> to, to the second she is speared with knives into a wall. Like, I love this performance so much. It is, yeah. it, it, it is over the top, and yet it does exactly what it needs to do. Right. Yeah. It's true. And this... it's 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 one of those things like she's, you know, the villain, whatever, but but you feel like you end up feeling kind of bad for her cuz it's like how fucked up are you that you enjoyed sex once? Yeah. <laughs> this this is what comes of that. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay to like sex. Yeah. And like it, like who knows what psychological issues these this this like insane religious dependency. Um, she's yeah. isolated herself from the entire world. It's just her and her daughter who she keeps in her Jesus panic room. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's just it makes it all that much more sad that like Carrie goes back to her and still tries to like have a relationship with her and still depends on her. Yeah, she's all she knows. She's um, all she knows. And the outside world rejects her and mocks her, and she's just she's just as isolated as her mom, almost. Yeah. Um, but oh, Miss White, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie is all about balance. Like it's it has such a delicate balance between going just too much in one direction and too much in the other, <laughs> and and it, yeah. it's really masterful in how it does that. It gets right up to the edge, and then he manages to reel it back. Yeah. Yeah just enough but i just I, it kind of drew out that like being so ultra religious must be so fucking boring oh th th like yeah. what a boring life yeah you you don't have you don't have the kardashians for one you for don't one. have you don't have ariana grande <laughs> like probably no melrose place no melrose place i'll tell you that right now you're you're covered in knives or blood <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's kind of fun. You obviously don't use hair conditioner. No, your hair just exponentially gets <laughs> larger and larger and is pulled by the tides of the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like Jesus's cotton wool or something. <laughs> just expanding. Yeah, but you just, you know, all you do is read the Bible. All you do is listen to Bible stuff. And, and you do... <laughs> Maybe you sew a little. That's it. You do get nice um, 90s, like fashion 90s. This is true. <laughs> that also show up in Jennifer, shockingly enough. Yes. 
love those Christian fashion 90s. God, I'm so here for those. <laughs> I actually, all of my American Girl dolls, I make them wear <laughs> modesty protecting fashion 90s. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you set the, do you set up like a little American Girl doll Jesus closet? Oh, you know, my guests all love it too. Any Anytime I have someone stay there, um, they're just so at home. <laughs> I used to have a friend who was so freaked out by Jesus's glowing eyes in the closet. <laughs> that statue where the oh, it is eyes so upsetting. Are like, it's really upsetting. Like the first, really I mean, upsetting. it's it's like the Catholic equivalent of an Iron Maiden. Well, I guess an Iron Maiden, the Catholic equivalent would just be an Iron. Would Maiden. just be an Iron Maiden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they murdered people with them. But um, but yeah, it's 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 a panic room from hell. Like yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. horrible. Ugh, I just always want it to end okay, and it never does, because like, movies don't change. Like, Miss White hugs her, and they actually just hug. Yeah. And that's it. And then they, like, kind of form an understanding, and then they th- maybe they skip town, and, and Carrie goes and doesn't burn down her college. Right. Exactly. Carrie gets, nice? Carrie gets some friends. It's like, that's why the prom is so heartbreaking because it's going really well for her. It's just like, I just love the way it's shot and like the split screens and the removal of sound, like of dialogue and all that and the slow motion and just that suspense that builds as you're waiting for that bucket to tip. Oh, it is awful. With Nancy Allen's little like Chucky face as she's (laughs) tugging on that rope. Oh, I love Nancy Allen. Oh, my oh, gosh. She is one of the best. You know what's interesting, especially in contrast with Jennifer, which we'll get to, is that Chris Harginson, like, is not really an alpha. No, no, she's 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 kind of she's kind of there just sort of wanting to get it noticed in her own way. Right. Yeah, like she's a me girl, but like no one takes her side when she wants to like revolt against the the detention. Everybody's like, "Fuck you, man! I want to go to the prom. You're on your own, Chris." Yeah, she's a she's a bad egg. She's a free agent. Yeah, but that is interesting because yeah, then it this is sort of a bunch of stories of just a bunch of broken high school students trying to find themselves, right? Yeah, it takes. I mean, it's it's a really short time frame. Like that's what really struck me is it's only a couple of days and you see limited views but you learn so much about these characters yeah in that short amount of time like to me like the real villain kind of is norma the pj souls character oh she's (laughs) like and pj souls is so good they're she's so great (laughs) norma and chris are both just sheer perfection (laughs) yeah but like I, i don't know i like the contrast of like how the girls get what they want like sue just asks tommy to bring Carrie to the prom Mm -hmm. and eventually he's like warms to the idea and says yes like while Sue's sitting there doing her homework and then for Chris to get what she wants she like has to give him a blowjob and Mm -hmm. they have that weird abusive relationship and it's just like oh my god they're all in high school yeah right so sad (laughs) I do think I I do think as I love Sue Snell so much but I also do think like is Sue Snell just a little too perfect or nice I don't know (laughs) like it's a little um She's a little saintly. It's a little I was going to say it's a little white savior kind of thing. Yeah. Like this is also going to reflect really well on Sue. It's not just doing a nice thing. 
Yeah. I guess I it I guess it maybe. does backfire. So maybe there's that. It ultimately <laughs> is a pretty fucking bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. And I mean she certainly pays the price. I love the, the the at the end where it's like the mom is talking on the phone and it's like, oh, the doctor says she'll forget all about it in a couple of years. <laughs> and I didn't even let her go to the funerals. Like, who needs that? It's like, so she gets no closure, <laughs> even with like her boyfriend and all of her friends and all of her classmates and teachers. And you're just going to hope she forgets all of it? Like, <laughs> what? Listen, Stacy, they can do great treatments now with an ice pick and a frontal lobe. So that, don't knock well, it. That's true. That's true. Medical science has made leaps and bounds. <laughs> Just stick a couple of leeches on her. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, poor Sue Snell. That's so sad. It's yeah, it's just poor so sad. Everyone. everyone, everyone is a loser in Carrie. It's so sad. It's so true. Oh my god. Oh, I can't take it. I, I can't wanna take it. I want to see more of Margaret White, like, when she's out in the town, like, selling Bibles or whatever, or, like, talking about Jesus. I would love to see more of, like, what does it look like when she leaves the house? <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to ask for that right now. <laughs> like, what, is, what does Carrie do when she leaves the house? Or what does Margaret do when she leaves what, the house? Yeah, I just want to see a, a side movie that just follows Mrs. White's day in town. Like, a Mrs. Dalloway. <laughs> for her <laughs> carrie we need a rashomon version of carrie where yeah. we just follow everyone <laughs> like i mean i'm kind of surprised that she they even have the sequence of her going to the it's just this um sue's house right yeah yeah and like i'm kind of surprised they even have that because it just it she doesn't seem like the type that would leave her house at all like it seems like carrie would be the one to go out and go like grocery shopping or I'd like to see how the church reacts to her because she, I mean, she takes a donation. So unless she's just like, go go funding me herself, like she's taking church donations. Yeah. So even is the church even like, all right, you can chill out and Jesus loves you. It's good. Like you can relax. Yeah. They're all probably just like, oh, thanks, Margaret. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll put this in the donut fund. She's right. just like walking it away, saying like, "Oh, first comes the blood, then the boys." <laughs> Dirty pillows. Dirty pillows. I liked it. <laughs> I like the whiskey breath. And I liked it. Oh, she's so amazing. I mean, just her line reading of "They're all gonna laugh at you" is like, "They're gonna laugh at you." Yeah. <laughs> It's a little turkey, right? When she turns into the right, like this movie's such a trip. She is a turkey woman. This is true. God, I love her even more now. I need to see some. You need to show this movie so that you can pre-show as Margaret White, please. (laughs) It might already be in the works. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A clown has needs, after all. (laughs) That's true. Oh, my God. Great movie. So good. So good. So good. It's so good. And And also... I can't really call it a favorite just because it makes me too sad. So it's like a favorite that I don't want to watch. You know like, what I mean? Like at this point, I watch it. I can watch it for the campiness and to to really enjoy Mrs. White. But like, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a really hard one to to 
make it through. Unless may I should just turn it off right as Chris gives that rope a tug and the bucket comes down. Yeah, just and turn, just... turn it off. <laughs> Done. Yeah. What a nice problem Carrie had. Oh my. <laughs> She went home. Everything was fine. She went home. Yeah, she and Tommy actually became a couple, and became a couple. Was fine. But Sue was totally cool with it. Sue and was they were absolutely all friends. Fine with it. Yeah, everyone was happy. They all they all uh, got in on an Amway plan together. <laughs> exactly. They got a timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're great. They're doing fine. Carrie too. Wedding in Vegas. All... <laughs> Carrie three blast. European vacation. <laughs> The Christmas special. I mean, <laughs> the Carrie series just goes on and on, and everyone's happy, and nothing bad ever happens to Carrie White ever. <laughs> Yay! This is like the Philip K. Dick hallucination that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is the false fake out ending? Yep. She becomes a fashion designer, makes nice prom dresses for everyone. There's a Romeo and Michelle crossover at one point. Yep. Yep. I oh. love that. Oh. <laughs> So good. When they fold scarves together, but she, Carrie <laughs> Carrie uses her mind. It's so cute. And Ginny Garofalo is just like judging her. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. But then Janine's like, you know what? I'm not going to judge you. Like, let's just be cool. Let's just be. Let's just be friends. Let's and then it's like friends. about feminism. Yeah, yep. I learned so much. Wow. See. <laughs> That's why I never saw the remake. Did you ever see them with Chloe Grace Moretz? Did you ever see it? No, I have never seen, and I haven't seen the Angela Bettis one either. Um, oh yeah, I forget about that. I love Angela Bettis, so I really wanted to to watch it, and then I I never saw it. I heard it was pretty okay, and then no, I haven't seen the Chloe Grace Moretz one either. Although I know that it will strike a chord with me because Miss Collins is played by Judy Greer in that one. Oh shit! Yeah. And you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. But that's the thing is, I'm like, it just seems like Chloe Grace Moritz does not strike me at all as a Carrie. No, I was just thinking that, like, Angela Bettis, I could see. That could work for me. she's like a a small, like, wafy weirdo, right? Yeah. Um, Chloe Grace Moritz is just so pretty. (laughs) Like, Yeah, and and it's like, I mean... And not to say pretty people can't be bullied, but she's not a weirdo. Well, that's the thing is I think it's an innate weirdness, for lack of a better word. And kids pick up on that kind of thing because it's like, even if it's intangible, like on the surface, there's nothing wrong with Carrie White. Do you know what I mean? Like the usual things that like she's a pretty girl. She has beautiful hair. She's just quiet. Yeah. And like kind of weird. But kids can really pick up on that and exploit it. And I yeah. just, it's like I, it's it's like they they can smell fear. Yeah, they can smell fear, or like they know you're the sickly puppy, so you get left behind. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Versus I, like Chloe Grace Moritz, like even in Suspiria when she's like a bloated blue bag sack of a person by the end of the movie, <laughs> like she she still has that bone structure underneath all that bloat makeup. Right. Whereas I'm a bloated blue sack of a person and that's just who I am. (laughs) I was just imagining your committee meetings. (laughs) So yeah, I 
I felt like I don't know. I want. I still will watch it one day. Um, it just seems like strange cast. Even Julianne Moore as Mrs. White. It seems strange. Yeah. And as someone who is a, a giant Julianne Moore fan, but Kimberly Pierce did direct it, you know, after doing Boys Don't Cry, it took her literally that long to get hired to do a major movie again. Yeah. Um, which, is which is nuts. Horrifying. And I mean, it's the same story with Patty Jenkins. Like Wonder Woman was the first movie she made after Monster. I know. Um, so Ugh. that's messed up. So I, I do feel that I need to witness Carrie, but I... Uh, just to support on some level now that it's too late to support it um but But i also just don't care honestly i don't care and like i don't i don't know how updating it with like giving the girls cell phones and having them put the the period in the shower scene on youtube like i'm i it's just it doesn't seem like that's doing enough to to shift the story in a in a in a new way (laughs) yeah i agree it's updated though but there's a phone in it now. There's a phone in it, and they can put uh, an emoji in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Rage Carry 2, but instead of CDs, she's shooting emojis at people. Out of her emoji gun. Yeah. <laughs> the emoji movie, now in theaters. <laughs> yep. Wow. So yeah, one day, one day I will watch all of the Carrie remakes, um, and and then stage the Carrie Broadway. Well, why don't maybe we? Oh God! (laughs) Now you're talking. (laughs) I've never even seen like a clip from that. I don't even know if there are clips, or I've never heard any of the music. I've never. Oh, the only thing I know about it, obviously, but. The only thing I remember is like the first song, they're all screaming, Scary White, Scary White. And she goes, That's not my name. (laughs) (laughs) Blistering comeback, first of all. It's amazing. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll have to do a Carrie's episode. A a Carrie Thon? A Carrie Thon, because that way we'll both be forced to watch these things, because otherwise, honestly, I'm never going to get to them. I mean, I would love to talk about the Rage Carry too, which I randomly watched last night for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were drunk. I was drunk. So <laughs> there's we've this. Great... All, we've all done regrettable things when we're drunk. <laughs> that line reading, though, Mrs. White, like it, it fits so well in Carrie because that's in the movie. But when midway through the Rage Carry two, someone does something to to the new Carrie, Rachel, um, who's played by Emily Burgle. And then you, just out of nowhere, you hear that exact clip comes out and you just hear, they're all going to laugh at you. No, <laughs> and no, 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 no. <laughs> and they don't repeat it like in the, in the no. prom sequence. They just hear it once. And then it's like, wait, did she hear that? Is that, are no. we just, no? are they just saying, Hey, remember we had audio and dialogue in the last movie? Like, oh. I t- Oh my god, my cheeks are hot. I just got so embarrassed. <laughs> it's great. Oh Yeah, wow. we'll do a we'll do a twenty four hour carry thon. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a carry thon then. That seals it. That yep. seals it. That Behold, seals it. it is agreed. <laughs> Send forth the blue smoke. <laughs> carry thon is on. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh golly. Wow. <laughs> oh, Carrie. Poor Carrie. Poor Carrie. You know Carrie. what, though? 
She burns in hell. She does. Carrie White burns in hell. Which also just feels so sad. Like, why is she in hell? Right. <laughs> Well, she Why? did murder a lot of people. I guess, but don't you? She didn't deserve that. No, but like that's the big punishment, right? Uh, get just trapped in hell under a bunch of your fallen house. Yeah, just waiting for Amy Irving to walk by and lay some flowers. <laughs> I've been waiting for three years. <laughs> Where you been? <laughs> it took you this long, you bitch. <laughs> That, that's the rage Carrie too that I want to see. <laughs> Carrie's just pissed off, waiting for Postmates <laughs> under her rubble. <laughs> it's just a sequence of a hand just grabbing bags of Taco Bell. <laughs> God, why don't they let us write these things? Seriously, like Hollywood, we have all of your answers right here. Yeah, exactly. Gosh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, should we move on to Jennifer? Oh, that theme song, that opening theme song. Jennifer. It was so (laughs) good. I was, I honest, this often happens when I see an American International Pictures logo. I'm often hooked the second I see that logo. Man, it's my version started with the Vestron video. Like, oh, yeah. And I was. was I can't believe you didn't hear my boner because it was popping. I like that they they sampled Mrs. White in creating that tone. <laughs> they did. It was subtle. Like if you didn't know what that was. Yeah. Wait, did you guys hear that? I think that was Mrs. White. It was just a synthesizer. Chill out. It reminded me of when I heard it randomly in the Rage Carry too. Oh gosh, yeah. So Jennifer, oh, oh my, woo, nineteen seventy eight, baby. I had never seen the. Actually, I have not seen both of the films that we're about to talk about, oh, <laughs> and luck, I still haven't lucky, seen them. Yeah, <laughs> lucky you, Jennifer. What a <clears throat> what a moment because I have always heard it discussed as, um, like the Carrie knockoff, right. Which American International Pictures was really skilled at being like, oh, this was popular. Let's make, um, let's make a total knockoff where we just shift a couple things. And yeah, then... they were like the asylum of their day. I yeah. don't know if it, is asylum still around. I don't know if they're even around anymore. But they had a good way of being like, you know. Oh, they it... are. They they did um they did uh Pacific or Atlantic Rim, which is on the new <laughs> Mr. Science Theater. <laughs> Yeah, they always just did that. It'd be like, not Paranormal Activity. It'd be like, Paranormal Activia. Like, they just always change things just enough to get away with it. Like, The Exorcist came out, and then immediately after they did Abby, which was, like, sort of the blaxploitation exorcist. Yes, the blaxorcist. Which is, like, actually kind of cool. Also, like, it led to some really cool things that they were doing that. So, like, a exploitation exorcist, like, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, or, and I, I think with Jennifer, like, the the way it ends is, like, much better than Carrie. Much I'm- better! And, like, also for for a company, like, that typically very trashy, like, Grindhouse-style films, I was really surprised by how differently <laughs> handled the story was from what i expected it to, to do 
Yeah. So while it's uh, for people who haven't seen it, because I don't know how many people have seen Jennifer. It's not like one that people really talk about. Yeah, Unless this, they're like, oh, that Carrie ripoff. The second this <laughs> ended, Jason looked at me and he was like, why aren't we all talking about this movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jennifer is a hayseed. She's a right proper hayseed. And now she's uh, in L.A. with her dad because she got a scholarship to a private school. And he runs a weird, like, pet shop kind of thing that yeah, also sells beef, according to like, that sign in the window. <laughs> it's like the littlest pet shop, but shitty. Yeah, and they yeah, sell he beef. Sells beef. <laughs> which is questionable. I would not Hi. buy beef from a pet shop. I would like a kitten, a snake, and uh, a beef. And, and a beef, please. Like, <laughs> is it just like the sickly kitten is quote unquote beef? I oh, no. Well, that's what I would think. I yeah, it's. There's shades of, of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre jerky in it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Jennifer, apparently, uh, dad is super religious, um, again. But, you know, not he's not Margaret White levels. No. No! It's really funny because it from the get-go, when you start hearing him talk about, like, Jesus and, and his Bible, and it's the same thing we were talking about with Mrs. White. Like, he's always listening to his religious radio um, and the sermons that are playing on there and everything. But like when they when he starts talking about all that stuff, Jennifer just shuts him down. Like Yeah, Jennifer does this is what I like about Jennifer, is she doesn't put up with shit from anybody. No, like for being this like vaguely sissy spacic adjacent, like soft spoken um kind reformed hillbilly (laughs) like she she's uh, she's very much given agency like in all of her interactions absolutely like with everybody even with the the sort of teacher that's on her side here is male this time he's played by burt convey and you know he tries to forge this friendship with her and she calls him mr whatever his name is and he's like oh no call me jeff or whatever mm-hmm. his name is. And she's like, okay, Mr. Whatever, whatever. Like, she just, yeah. you know, she just doesn't take shit from anybody. And I love I, that. I love that about her. And I, I was just, like, so ready to be like, oh, god damn it. It's, he's, her dad's literally just, like, not not perfect Mrs. White. <laughs> and right, then, yeah. And then he starts talking about Jesus, and she's like, daddy, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nobody yeah. cares. I have to. I have a scholarship. Like, yeah, she just wants to go to school and like get good grades and do stuff. But she has the. She's like a snake talker, right? Snake yes, because they're maybe. from the. They're from that like weird Appalachian branch of like Baptists that speak in tongues and stick snakes. their hands in with snakes and all that. And so she yeah. was one who could like control the snakes and handle them and all that. Like as a little girl, she was she was hanging out with her snakes and making other people put their hands in bags of snakes. She had a couple failures. Yeah. And she Some wants to forget died. it. She wants to just forget it and move on. Yeah. But there's a cadre of mean girls, and these girls oh. make Chris Harginson look like a fucking Girl Scout. Like these girls are the real deal sociopaths. Sandra <laughs> literally is literally a sociopath literally tries to murder her like she tries to murder her facilitates a rape uh and she and she murders a kitten yeah and and then and then claims that that was her kitten that jennifer murdered 
Yeah. And then uses that to enrage all the students and create a fucking lynch mob to kill Jennifer. Yeah, they like are basically going to kill her. And then it's Jennifer's time to shine. She embraces her snake powers and summons snakes. <laughs> summons an amazing disco sequence. Yeah. <laughs> She summons snakes everywhere, summons a giant-sized snake. Oh my um, god, that puppet when it was just eating Sandra's hair in the backseat yeah! of the car. <laughs> yeah! The only people who actually die are Sandra and the rapist. They're yeah. the only ones who die. And at the end of the film, Jennifer's like, footloose and fancy free, and is like, I'm doing my shit. Fuck and she has y'all. a girlfriend. And she basically has a girlfriend then. <laughs> like, it's, you know, like, she or at the least, she has a crony. Yeah, I her, she has a gal Friday, that's for sure. She has her Etta Candy. When, when 100%. When Jane, like I love the character of Jane too and we were we were really drawn to her immediately when like the second she shows up. Yes. Um and it's it's just so sad like she hangs at she's the girl that like wants to hang out with the cool kids and puts up with the shitty things they say and like has a good sense of humor. And they just do horrible, literally, like like you said, the rape scene and horrible things happen to her. Um, and I was so worried that this was going to be another, like, Carrie situation where Jane is going to also be killed and it's going to be tragic. But Jane Jane just, like, goes to Jennifer, sells out her friends, puts her hand in the snake bag, and then it's like, okay, all I have to do is hang out and watch everyone get killed by snakes. That's That sounds fine. Yeah, I am Team Jennifer, absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to fold I... scarves after? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jennifer, like, completely embraces the fact that she has these powers. She, at the end, is living her best fucking life. She still has her scholarship. She kills um, the evil headmistress. Oh, yeah, she kills the evil headmistress who's making her life hell because she's a hayseed. Yep. And uh, and you know what I really loved about this that I did not notice the first time I watched it is that from the get-go, Jennifer is cool with and all the people who are on her side are, like, minorities of one fashion or another. Oh, yeah. It's, like, the, the black women who work in the kitchen – her her lunch lady supervisor was her lunch lady supervisor when Jennifer was like, on a work program. <laughs> when Jennifer, when she was like, "Oh Jennifer, you should just get a gun and shoot her." <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah, love that. yeah, and like the, the all the girl jocks that they keep calling dykes and everything are totally mm-hmm. like Jennifer. You should come be on the swim team. Like, it's cool. We'll show you how to do it. Yeah, just don't talk about like your snake thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, that was creepy. So don't talk about the snakes. Okay, thanks. <laughs> And then I love the scene where, like, the kids, the rich kids keep, like, doing street races in this parking garage, which is where everything climaxes at the end. But, like, the two black dudes who are working the booth at the thing, one of them's like, you know they're going to go race up there. They're all going to get killed. And the other guy's like, so what? (laughs) And I just love that, like, rich, like, I just have such a hate for rich people. Like, like rich villains. Oh, I know. Well, and that's, that's why I... Okay, really fast before I jump into this. <laughs> have a have a race in a single file parking garage? Yeah, like wow, if you're ahead of the person at the top, you're going to be ahead at the bottom. And they're like, "Well, we couldn't have called this." But... Yeah, there's literally no way to pass. <laughs> um that said, yes, like this movie has such a such, so much to say about classism. Mm-hmm. And especially with that, with the relation between the horrible fucking Sandra, who who her father is a rich senator, and he just buys his buys her way out of any trouble. 
Yep. And the headmistress who encourages that and even says like, well, Rich is right. Yeah, and Rich is always right. She doesn't care about the welfare of her students, unlike like the new cool, like hot teacher guy. Um, she's just concerned about how does the school look? Are we getting the prestige students and are we making the most money? Mm-hmm. And in the end, like, yeah, it's only the rich people that get punished. Everyone else, um, like there's there's the bigger girl, there's the dykier girls, there's there's all the black women. Like they nothing nothing happens to them. This movie is so like forward thinking and like equity minded in, in its revenge plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like to call it a Carrie ripoff, it's like, okay, named after a girl and she's got powers. Yeah, like the and a only... religion and a religious parent, but like the even the religion kind of ties into the plot more than it does with Carrie. With Carrie, it's like crazy Mrs. White, you know what I mean? And like the Jesus yeah. closet and all of that. But here, it's like it's character motivation more, or like character history at least. For and Jennifer it's and where her power comes from. It's and her power ultimately does come from there. So because Jesus blessed her with the ability to murder racists rich people <laughs> <laughs> i like that when she like when we're kind of being introduced to all the mean girls and one of them says like jennifer walks by and one of them says where's she from west virginia whoever heard of that <laughs> like it's one of the states like you've probably heard of it and you just said it and you just said it so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that coupled with Jennifer's just like fierce agency and always speaking out for herself, like like if this was Carrie, you know, and and they they redid that scene where Sandra is cheating on the test and then Sandra blames it on Jennifer. Like if it was Carrie, she was blaming it on it. The blame just would have been placed on Carrie. Carrie wouldn't have spoken out for herself. Right. She would have just taken it. Yeah, she would have taken it. She would have been grounded and and kicked out of school and then put in the jesus closet yeah whereas jennifer's like no i didn't cheat on the test she stole the test i watched her like yeah look in her purse she's got the answers yeah like it's great she doesn't put up with shit from anybody and i absolutely love that and especially that's what shocks me is as an american international pictures film i'm like wow why are you so thoughtful also the the last thing I see in the credits, no animals were harmed in the making of this film, which yes. is super rare for a movie from this studio in particular and from, from that time. Er, from that era. Like there's all those snakes, there's the kittens, there's all the animals in the pet shop, and like we don't nothing horrible I mean There is yeah. the beef. There's the beef and then Oh and there's then, the beef. And it. then I do <laughs> <laughs> Just another timely reference from old Andy Rooney. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, I do love that. Um, I mean, there there is what happens to the kitten, but we don't see it really. Right. And, yes. and I do love that, that the death of a kitten is what inspires her to go on a killing rampage. Like, <laughs> Right. She puts up with a lot of shit. Like, she's she's manipulated into, like, they set up this thing and she ends up having pictures of her taken while she her towel comes off and she doesn't have any clothes on. And they post those pictures up to humiliate her. They do all kinds of, but it's the death of the kitten that gets her. Yeah, it's they, after they have literally almost drowned her. She was almost murdered. Tried to murder her. Publicly. And she's yeah. like, I guess I could let that slide. But it's like, you kill my kitten. 
you're fucked. Oh, it's on. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my snakes. I'm getting yeah. my giant snake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm getting I'm, my disco lights. <laughs> I will say it does. Chris Harkinson and Sandra both die in exactly the same way, though. I will say that. That's that's yes. The fiery car explosion. Yeah. But and, much and, more satisfying in Jennifer to me. I, I still feel like Sandra's could have been a little bit more operatic. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> she just because she deserved more. She, she is a sociopath. My she, God. She is truly one of the most vile bully characters I've ever seen in anything. Yeah. And I think especially because she's like that rich senator's daughter. And I know that like, yeah, she's just she's she she's trash she's like one of the trump kids like she's horrible yeah Yeah. and it's like you look at it and they did give her some moments of like obvious like her mother doesn't love her but who i mean is it just because maybe she's a sociopath and her mom's like i'm out yeah (laughs) or is it that like she doesn't her parents don't love her and blah 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 but still like i mean yeah she she clearly has problems and like right but but, but it doesn't still... excuse like attempted murder and murder <laughs> of an animal yeah, and is... facilitating that whole rape oh which was that was honestly that was the one difficult thing in the movie for me and i'm glad they cut away when they did but it was still like yes. so yeah awful especially with that character i was kind of felt like it wasn't necessary right yeah well they had to get her to change sides somehow i guess yeah that's true but it's oh. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's, it but is that such... is a catharsis that works. It does work. And then in the end, they, they, they go off, they kill their headmistress, they laugh, and then they fold scarves. <laughs> like, it is, it's a gay little fairy tale dream come true ending. I was so happy. It, it, yeah. It's like it's like the end of Bound when they drive off in their car. I was just right. like, Jennifer and Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! I'm so happy for you yeah good stuff everybody go watch jennifer it's so good also some incredible like i i love how the bully kids like apparently go to flapper discos (laughs) i mean i love that time period it's like it's transams and waterbeds oh yeah kids taking speed i warmed up my waterbed for when we get to my house <laughs> yeah and they go to weird dance parties with yeah like her sequined swim cap whatever the fuck she was wearing yeah and and oh. filmmaking filmmaking wise this is obviously not anywhere near as masterful as de palma oh um, absolutely but there are some sequences that are fucking awesome like that 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 crazy psychedelic like race thing where it's just colors everywhere like everything is going through a rainbow of colors and then our theme song is playing the Takato and Fugue in D minor (laughs) (laughs) keeps playing over that and then that that whole snake revenge sequence it's just like like Jennifer alone on that like black sound stage as she's like pointing snakes in the air and they're just like (laughs) eating people's faces oh and that giant snake. Oh, God, that giant, so good. that giant lair of the white worm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> creature. Uh, yeah, I I truly love this movie, and I, I'm yeah. so happy that we we did this episode so I could watch it finally. Yeah, more people need to see it. Definitely do. Big yeah. fan. Yeah. Speaking of homosexual fantasies. Which I have never had. <laughs> Which I don't know what it means exactly, but 
<laughs> I just thought I would say it. The kids say it on Tumblr all the time. Yeah, it's on Tumblr, so I figure it must be good. So... <laughs> oh, that was your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to Thelma. Wow. And I am so happy we're going to talk about Thelma because I have been pretty much obsessed with Thelma since I saw it the first time. And I have not had the opportunity to wank over it. So I'm ready to wank over it. Let's wank. You've got your wank notebook and everything. I, oh, I gotta take it. I should post a picture of this because it is disturbed. It is the scribblings of a disturbed individual. Oh my god, I can only imagine. Yeah, I just like Jennifer. I had never seen Thelma. Um, I actually had not even heard of it. And why has no one heard of it? First of all, wait before I forget because I will forget. Did you? There's a remake in the work, of course, like in the works. Did you know oh, that? Oh no! But yeah, which is like, first of all, everybody fucking grow up and read some subtitles. This film is Norwegian. This film is gorgeous. This it's film gorgeous. is everything. We don't need a fucking American remake. But I think you, Anthony, willed it into existence because you know who's directing it? Craig <gasps> Gillespie, who directed I Tanya. <gasps> oh God. Damn it. Are you for real? So if they don't change anything. And if Margot Robbie plays her girlfriend. And if Margot Robbie's in it, I'm fine. Don't fucking change a thing in terms of plot. Oh my God. Yep. So they. I'm okay. I. Mm. So this seems to me like, like, like a let the right one in scenario, which is also Chloe Grace Moritz in the remake of that. She'll probably fucking be Thelma the way we're going. Yeah, she's going to be Thelma. But like, I just don't, when a movie is so well made, why? Why? Just read people. It's like, girl if with you a... can't read, then get a dubbed version. It, yeah, like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo or Let the Right One In or like it's a shot for shot remake so i hope they do something different enough like like um like with it can look different but the plot though i'm I mean, real mad maybe it could be like yeah because i feel like they're gonna not it's not gonna be gay or happy Ugh. but like maybe if they do like a like a, a suspiria it has to be, but it is gay though like it has to be gay it has to be or like if they that's the whole point we are what we are we ate we we, we ate what we, we ate what we, and we shouldn't have eaten it. <laughs> like, if it's like that, I mean. Yeah. yeah I, but Craig Gillespie, he's great. Yeah. Wow. And Thelma. I need to remember, it's not going to touch the original, blah, blah, blah. Look, I love this fucking movie, and no one has seen it. No one talks about it, and it's so wonderful, and it really rewards repeat viewings, and it only gets better every time you see it. And I just love Thelma, okay? You should. And uh, this is why, like, I have shame. Like, I experienced a sense of, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? How have I not heard of this movie? Because it's like, it, it hits all of my boxes. It is, um, it's, like, feminist. It's queer. It's a beautifully made new horror movie. Like So well acted. Yeah, like, this is something that I should be posting about on, like, the Queer Horror Instagram and, like, sharing with people and, like... I am shocked that I hadn't even heard of it. No one talks about it. I felt like I dreamt it. It was just, I dreamed myself into a beautiful dream. Like I was Kristen in fucking Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors. And I was like, my beautiful dream is Thelma. It's just too bad I can't share it with anybody, obviously. I was I was just imagining you as Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, but... 
Oh, <laughs> how dare you? No, you know what? I like Anne Hathaway. I'm sorry. I do. I, no. Why, don't, why do people not like Anne Hathaway? Because you know what? She's pretty fucking great. Because she says she's a feminist. That's like the only reason why. She asserts herself in interviews. Like This is true. Anne she's Hathaway is fantastic. I love yeah. her. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Yeah. I'll fight same. you. Physically, I mean, I will fight you. Same. There was this, there was this preview at... Oh, what did I just see? I saw some. Oh, Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? I know. Honestly, there's Suspiria and Thelma and Jennifer. And oh, I else. saw Venom. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> Click. Because <laughs> I'm doing this on my dial-up phone. Because we do it on <laughs> dial-up, yeah, with our landlines. <laughs> yeah, I saw Venom, and it's. I mean, yes. You're... I love Tom Hardy. Oh, you're gonna... So, okay, fine. Then you would like this, because it's gay Tom Hardy with a gay symbiote. It's great. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's really bad, but it falls right in line with my appreciation of Jurassic World 2 and Mamma Mia 2, so I'm allowing right. it. Okay. But I was at that movie, and they played a preview for um, some Anne Hathaway movie, but it's like Matthew McConaughey, and I was like, God damn it, but then Anne Hathaway showed up, and I was like... Oh, yeah! And I was like, God, why do they have to put her in Matthew McConaughey movies? So then I want to see them. <laughs> like, yeah, I just let her be great, please. Yeah. So that's my Anne Hathaway digression. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. I know what trailer you're talking about. It's like, I yeah, know. where she's like the seductive evil woman. It's like, kill my husband. <laughs> yeah. But maybe she's double crossing somebody. Maybe it's, um, is. oh, I don't know what to think. Who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? <laughs> Well, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's not Matthew McConaughey, and that Anne Hathaway dies. I'm just yeah. gonna guess that. That's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So Thelma, oh my god! Wow, like what happened? This movie so good. <gasps> also, I did. You're right. I did will it into existence because that opening scene where she was hunting with her dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jason, it's Itania. Because oh. that same scene is in I, Tonya, and I, I will. That's when I created this remake. Wow. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Use your powers carefully, please. But that opening scene, like, that that start, I did not see any of that coming. And it just, I was like, what the fuck? And I was instantly hooked. Yeah. People, have you seen Thelma? If not, honestly, <laughs> go watch it. And then come listen to the rest of this. Yeah, go away. Don't get Thelma spoiled and you can watch them like it's on hulu like it's very available it's very available you can rent it on amazon it's super available yeah you owe it to yourself to watch this masterpiece of a movie it's so good even even our little local video store has the blu-ray on the new releases shelf so it's available get thelma and then come back and listen to this but otherwise turn this off right now (laughs) yeah because you don't want stuff spoiled yeah you really don't so Beep beep. Okay, they're gone. Yeah, they're they're gone. Oh, okay. God, I was so sick of them. <laughs> uh, let me know. If, let me know if they come back. But I will before keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from the beginning, it's like what the like dad and like six year old daughter go out hunting. They find a deer. Dad points the gun at the daughter. Oh, right, and it just and just lingers with that gun pointing at her for so long, and her little angel face, and she's so yeah. cute. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, we fast forward. Thelma's in college in the city. Super religious parents. 
starts to have seizures um that be- combined with birds flying into windows whenever she has com- a seizure <laughs> yeah and it's brought on by a big case of the gays big old case of the gays poor repressed christian girl goes to college for the first time and has a feeling has a feeling and it's for another woman oh I, there is so much to unpack in this movie. It is one of the, like I said, it rewards repeat viewings because it's so, there's so much symbolism. Well, and I even now I'm like, I'm still rethinking so much of the storyline because there's so many ramifications around like kind of what her father tells her about her power. Like, cause you're not really sure what her power is throughout a lot of the movie. Right, because it's like, is she psychic? Is she telekinetic? Can she just tra- teleport people, or like right. she just makes things disappear? Like, right, you're not really sure what she does, except it involves seizures, and often people vanish. <laughs> right, yeah, and, but then her parents, like she, uh, tr- basically tries to pray the gay away, and it happens literally by the object of her affection ends up disappearing. And Thelma freaks out and goes home to her parents. And for, they're like, For some conversion therapy. <laughs> for some, honestly, for some conversion therapy. And they're like, Yeah, you have these powers. They're really bad. We're just going to keep you here and keep you drugged up. Okay. Yeah. Remember that time you made your baby brother disappear into underneath the sheet of oh ice? Oh my God. That was so dark. Ugh. Oh, when he was running out and I was just like, Oh my God, that baby's going to be under the water. <laughs> yeah. That was fucked up. So, uh, yeah, and then her father tells her, like, well, did this, because Thelma is finally like, I'm in love with this girl and she's in love with me. And the father is like, was, is she really in love with you? Or did you just make her fall in love with you, basically? Yeah, because, and because her power really is whatever she wants, she can make it happen. Ah. It seems like, right? Right. And the ending is definitely, it leaves the door open. If that's how you want to interpret things, you are free to do so. Yeah. Because they do get reunited and all of this. And so some people question how much is Anya, who's the girlfriend, let's call her girlfriend, um, and how much is Thelma manipulating or controlling the situation to make Anya like her. And it's like, to me, it's absolutely like... Thelma's powers to be are only manipulating physical reality. She can't change a person's feelings. Mm, that's true. She can't manipulate how people <clears throat> feel about her or react to her because otherwise she would do it with her parents. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. She would just, her parents would love her and unconditionally. Yeah. And, which so she they can... do to some extent. We'll talk about that more. Yeah, yeah. Um, she can displace people <laughs> and all of that, but that's kind of about it really yeah yeah and anya anya initiates everything so then anya i do believe that anya ha- like legitimately likes her um my question is about when anya wanders up to her house and she's or she, right. she finds yeah. thelma and she's like oh i don't or she's like how do you know where i live and she's like oh you must have told me but it's like right Clearly, like, there seems to be some direction on Thelma's part. That gets yeah, that. I think that, to me, struck me as, like, an accident, like, with the little brother. Oh, okay. Because oh, she was so, like, basically sleeping, and so... Oh, but that is that is affecting physical reality, because then that's, like, physically yeah. moving her. Because they're also both have the same movements. Yeah. If you watch it, they both kind of move the same way. So I think it's... But I think it was more accidental, because 
Thelma was just as surprised when she showed up. So she can affect, so she can affect like her direction and like that, but not, yeah, but she's, Anya has the feelings on her own. Yeah, she's the one who initiated everything. Yeah. Oh, yay, I'm happy now. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, isn't that what a homophobic parent tells their child when they're trying to convert them back to straightness? Is like, you two girls aren't really in love with each other. Yeah, just that first line, like, I mean, and that's how I took that first line, because it's so familiar, was like, when he just says, she doesn't love you. Yeah. Like, it's just denial. Like, I mean, he then says, like, oh, she doesn't love you. You know, you have this power that makes people do whatever you want or whatever. Right. And also, like, hmm. like Thelma falling in love with someone is something that the parents can't control. Like, they're so into control one way or the other, either through behavior, like calling her constantly or knowing her entire schedule Mm -hmm. or resorting to drugs that, like, Thelma falling for someone and finding this new life is something they can't control. So when she expresses it, the father immediately tries to repress it and regain control. Yep. Over it. And that's so the parents are so interesting to me in this movie because she loves her parents and they do love her. And there is the, the way that they depict this relationship is so complicated and complex um, Mm -hmm. where it's like, just as we were watching it, we kept experiencing this, like, like the movie is so tense And, and they, they play with suspense so well, where you're just like dreading everything always constantly. And especially in these interactions with the parents, it's like, you never know how the dad is going to react to things. And it's like, sometimes he's actually a really loving, caring, understanding person. But then other times he's a fucking monster. And it's just like, it's so, it, it, it really captures that sense of being like, of loving your parents but them being religious and being anti-gay and like the kind of double-edged nature of that relationship yeah and the fact that he never like raises his voice he never raises a hand makes it that much more intense and like terrifying yeah he went to like the 1990 guidance counselor school like uh, yeah (laughs) yeah he's not yelling at her he's not like physically restraining her he doesn't do any of these things he's so calm and measured the entire time and so i think that's one of the things i like about the film is that like the parents are the villains for all intents and purposes but you thought what why yeah yeah, it's understandable. Why they're so terrified of her and, you know, but they still love her. Yeah. To an extent, but even so, it's like she still tries to, like, her with the mother at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why I'm like, like, I don't believe Thelma would manipulate Anya's feelings. Is like, there's nothing malicious in Thelma, like, at all. No, yeah, and that that was actually really sweet to me, the ending with the mom, like, um... It, it could be read as sad, you know, she's, she's just alone now, but she, if she had left, if she had left her, after her dad dies or she makes him vanish or, you know, if, if she had, um, if she had just left her mom in the wheelchair by herself and out in this like country ice frozen place, you know, like that would have been one thing. But the fact that she, she leaves her mom and her mom is alone, but she heals her and makes it so she can walk again. So she can take care of herself. Yeah. Like, and get out of there. There's it's, it's, it's very like superiorum of like, there's measures of kindness in there too. Right. Especially after one of the most striking moments for me is when her mother knocks the cup off the table with the wheelchair 
And then Thelma's like, oh, it's okay. I'll pick it up. And then she looks up and the mother is looking at her and the look that her mother is giving her is like, like, that's where things really turn. And Thelma's like, fuck this. I'm out. Because it's just like such a look of like, there's a little bit of fear, but there's also like contempt. And that cut scene or the cup. I was like, hatred. And I was just, like, is she going to stab her? Like, yeah, it's fucking chilling. And that's it's that chilling. That's that tension is like, I never knew what the hell was going to happen yeah so like exactly. just the act of picking up the cup i was like oh my god what the what is what what's she gonna do mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like and... oh this is just a movie where people look at each other menacingly yeah <laughs> i like that it doesn't i mean i think some people who go in especially after the trailer expecting some flashbang horror movie are gonna be disappointed but oh, i love the, that is the trailer just crazy editing of birds it, flying it, and stuff and yeah it's like more of the, like her levitating in the sleep study thing and it just makes it look like it's gonna be more action-packed i guess than it is versus like this thoughtful beautiful movie (laughs) yeah where kind of like stuff doesn't happen and it is people looking at each other like a lot of stuff happens but it's not you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the prom from carrie no but it is it is just as compelling every step of the way oh yeah yeah especially especially if you're gay oh my gosh <laughs> like, it's so gay oh my god it's gay and it's happy why it's... how is that a thing that gets to happen in this world i'm I'm, I a, know. I'm still i'm still so traumatized from every queer movie from like the late 80s and the 90s and the 2000s where it's like like i, I remember have you ever seen the way he looks the really sweet um i think it's no. i think it's a brazilian movie but it's about this little like blind teenage boy and then the new boy moves to comes to school and they fall in love and all this stuff but it's it's just really sweet but then, the whole movie there's all these sequences of this blind kid riding around on his bike with his friend and i the whole time i was watching it i was just waiting for one of them to get hit by a train or a car or like something <laughs> yeah. horrible happens and then the movie ends and nobody's been hit by a train nobody's been hit by a car the relationship is still intact and i'm just like anytime that there these happy endings in gay movies it's like it shouldn't be such a a surprise to me but it is (laughs) it is no one commits suicide yeah Yeah, no one dies no one's like run out of town or loses their job or you know yeah there's no philadelphia like aids death there's no there's no aids death yeah it is this movie it's just like the incredibly true story of a telekinetic girl in love. <laughs> yeah, like, just, I mean, it's practically a superhero origin story. It is. It you absolutely know? is. It really is. But it's just like, it's such a nice metaphor for her figuring out who she is and coming to terms with it. And it's just so beautiful. I it's love so It's so good. It's so good. I, so good. it reminded me too, like, um, and this is just me being a stupid American, but like um <laughs> thematically and and how it was made and obviously because it's foreign like it reminded me so much like vibe wise i just kept thinking of um like it felt like a really nice kind of vibe hybrid of like raw and and let the right one in yeah where i was yep. just like it fo- it's like a, a young girl goes off to the to college and there's weird shit happening and then oh but then meanwhile we everything is snowbound and and there's like romance and and freedom and agency in the end and ah, oh. it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. The acting is unbelievable. The woman who plays Thelma is just incredible. 
Oh, she's great. Yeah. She was so fantastic. And Anya was wonderful too. I loved Anya so much. Yes. And her yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. And did you notice there's also all three movies have that Christian nightgown? They all have. Someone was the... wearing that Christian white nightgown at the end. I Which just... is nice because she goes into the water and comes out and it's like practically a baptismal when she rises out of the pool. Yes. And Anya is there and they kiss. It's like she has been reborn. Yes. She completely yeah. is fine with who she is. She knows what she wants. Anya is back. Everybody's gay. Everything's great. Well, it's funny because for, I mean, even like this is basically the same ending as Jennifer. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Only there's like with a 30 year gap between them. Yeah. And care like to make that such a leap from Carrie to Jennifer and then to maintain that same like queer freedom up into Thelma. I'm just, oh, I love, I, I love that. I love the sisterhood of the traveling Christian fashion nighty. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's what it is. It's so wonderful. I love this movie so much. I'm so glad you liked it. Oh, thank you. I mean, I mean why wouldn't you? But, you know. Because I hate women. Yeah. <laughs> and stories. And good movies. Good I just movies. hate them. And subtitles. Ew. Boo. I didn't come to the movies to read. <laughs> but it's uh, I've never seen any of his other films. Yeah, what? So, Joaquin Trier. Trier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've never seen too. any of his other stuff. I've never heard of any of his other stuff. Uh, but this is so beautiful. He did an English language film starring Jesse Eisenberg, Gabriel Byrne, and Isabel Huppert. What? I hate Jesse Eisenberg, but yeah, Isabel Huppert. Mm. Isabel Huppert. Now oh. I want to. What are what are some? Of, I'm just curious about some of your deep dives into your notes around Thelma. Oh, just all the symbolism, the bird. Tell the me about pool. the bird. Well, I mean, the crow's like the recurring theme, right? Mm-hmm. And then she barfs it up at the end, and it's like, is that the corruption? Oh yeah, yeah. I was wondering about the puking up the bird, <laughs> the corruption and the sin, because she also imagines snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little like, Jennifer moment. Little Jennifer moment where she like the snake goes down her throat and all of that, and so it's just oh, it's yeah. just tied, I think, into the Christianity and how she feels, like, even though this is what she feels, she thinks it's a sin. Yeah. And so at the end, where she's like, "What?" and barfs up a bird, it's like. She is footloose and fancy free now. Yeah, she got that bird out of her system. She got that bird out of her system. (laughs) We all have to do it at some point, you know. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, but just like the the whole history of seizures and how they tied it into witches. Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't even Uh, put that together. Yeah, like the... Because that's a thing. Like, seizure therapy is a thing. You know? Yeah. Like, but losing control. And it's like, how many women over the centuries have been demonized for this perfectly natural thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Ah. God, it's ah. so good. There's so much. There's just so much. Yeah, it, it was a truly a delight. Oh! And I so- just, I love the horror at, like, the 
sort of sci-fi horror bent where it's like where does Anya go when she prays her away that's what I was wondering I was like is she just in a wall is she in a waiting room like <laughs> well or like the first lines of the film Thelma's at the lecture about like particle physics and all of this and how they're talking about how light can be a wave light can be particles depending on what instruments you're using to measure it and it's kind of like a Schrodinger's cat sort of thing you know, so I think Anya exists and doesn't exist. Maybe it's a parallel universe. Maybe it's a, like a slightly out of step reality from the one that Thelma's in. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Wow. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie, it's, it's just such a rich movie. It's so well made. It's so, uh, it's so arduous to watch. And then yeah. it's so rewarding after that arduous journey to to get that happy queer ending and yet and yet it's not a cop-out happy queer ending right like it's not like it's not like oh we're we were so depressed that this is the only way we could end it like there's no country music from haunting of hill house playing (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly it feels very built in and intentional to the story that they created in the journey and yeah, I'm. I'm really so. I'm so intrigued by this remake now because I just don't know how to feel. Yeah, I don't think it's even been cast yet or no. anything. No, I'm looking it's it up just and announced. I do love Craig Gillespie, and then um, they hired a woman playwright named Christy Hall to adapt it. So, well, that's good. That bodes well. Yeah, but who knows? But I mean, this movie it really truly does not need a remake. It's so perfect as it is, and it is. It's such a. Um, it's it's such a refreshing movie it is that's why i'm like please don't change things like there's enough mystery in it it doesn't answer all the questions it's not like oh anya went to you know i don't know i was trapped in a box the whole time yeah it's like nothing like that you know like there's enough mystery there's enough horrifying moments to keep people satisfied it's so oh gosh i just love it yeah it's so good and especially to like cap off this sort of telekinetic trilogy you know it's it's just such a a, a happy a happy and nice way to to close it feels it. like a culmination right it like... does it's it's the full you know it's the journey of 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 weird repressed queer women progress like <laughs> yeah and yet it still hits those beats like thelma's still humiliated like they all have to be there's no mean girls in this but like she has the mean parents instead but there's like the religious parents the suffering a humiliation in front of your peers yeah her mom her mom and sandra have similar hair that's that yeah. <laughs> there's that <laughs> like i just love this little subgenre so much yeah it is it's very little but you know i love that it's literally like these three movies plus the 12 carry remakes and the carry sequel <laughs> like that's the yeah. Sub- subgenre yeah and the spell which i still need to watch Right, which should be called whatever the girl's name is, but... Yeah, but they were like, we're gonna do something different so that they won't review it on their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't fit in with their theme. <laughs> yeah, so, but I mean, like, Thelma, where do you go from there, you know? Uh, clearly you go to some, like, quark dimension. <laughs> if we're gonna be all f- physics about it. If we want to be all that way, <laughs> <laughs> Thelma, go see Thelma. Go see it. It's it's one for the ages. It really is. It's a fave. Good. I feel like I got it out of I I 
barfed up that bird. The bird was this movie and wanting to talk about it. And not <laughs> talking about it. So I barfed up that bird, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Words that have never been uttered in history. <laughs> Part two. <sighs> barfed up that bird, baby. <laughs> Do we have a do we have a listener question? We sure do from Spooky Katie. Ooh, Spooky Katie. Ding 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 ding. What she got for us? Please ship your favorite horror stars from the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, okay. So like now shipping is like standing, but shipping is like where you stand two people together as like a couple. As a couple. Yeah. yeah okay okay i think first of all i think i got the date wrong when i did this and second of all like <laughs> you, you were choosing your favorite 1890s i was like minor or... 49er and the other minor 49er uh no i think i'm a little early but also like shipping real people makes me feel weird Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I shipped some characters instead. Just from one. I only... I don't oh. Know. Oh, you shipped characters. Okay, let's hear Just it. from one. So I'm totally out. I just think it ties into what you were talking about whenever you were talking about it. Um, I wish that uh, in the craft that Nancy and Sarah just lesed out. Oh, my God. That's the right answer. Right like, they just were their witchy Leslie selves. Like, one's a little bit goth, one's a little bit vanilla. Oh, my God. Power I... couple. Yeah, and together, okay. together, they complete the spectrum of good witch, bad witch, I guess. Yeah. So instead of the way the craft ends, like, that would be my... That's my answer. So you, like... When they re- when they do the remake of The Craft and it's all Suspiriad out and it's directed by the director of Honeymoon, <laughs> it's going to end with Thelma's ending, <laughs> basically. Pretty much. Actually, all movies are going to end with Thelma's ending from now on. Hell yeah. Even if there haven't been any women in it, really, so far. <laughs> all all of, sudden- of a sudden, these two lesbians are going to come out. Like, someone walks on screen, shoots Matthew McConaughey, and then two lesbians walk out. (laughs) Every movie. I hope everybody's prepared, because that's it. I am here for it. From now on. I am here for it. So that was was my answer. That's great. My answer is so boring. Once again, compared to your perfect answer. um, (laughs) Well, I've got two. One. uh, So, of 90s teen horror, um, I would definitely ship... Um, two of my favorite Scream Queens from the 90s. Well, one is one of my very favorite final girls, Nev Campbell, um, mm. because Sid Prescott is so important to my my um, evolution as a, a horror fan. So I would definitely yes. ship Nev Campbell and then obviously Sarah Michelle Gellar because she's human perfection. Yes. Like, uh, I know what you did last summer. I mean, that movie is whatever it is, but she is so amazing as as what what was her name like helen quivers or helen <laughs> what the fuck? It, it wasn't it was like a, a name and a sentence yeah it was like like her name directly says what she is actually doing as she does it <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> what, the, what the hell was it 
Helen like that. Helen shivers. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> it's really bad. Like at least Helen quivers is a little naughty, but Helen shivers is like Wow. I hope Helen... they lifted that directly from Louise Lewis Duncan. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Helen Dizey. Helen sh- Helen Dizey. <laughs> Her middle name is Dyes, and her last name is uh, abbreviated E. Helen Dyes E. <laughs> but I love, I love Helen so much. It, it is truly her. Her chase scene is like one of the most ingrained in my mind sequences from any slasher movie ever. Um, and also, I love her in Scream Two and in Buffy. And uh, I, I would love Sarah yeah. Michelle Gellar to to have a full on comeback, but. So mine, yeah. would, mine would definitely be Nev Campbell and Sarah Michelle Gellar. With the love ad- it with an addendum that in a parallel universe, <laughs> I would ship Rebecca Gayhart with Rebecca Gayhart because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they just ding ding back and forth. Yeah, they're just running over people left and right, and it would just be amazing. Yeah, because no one's on that level. No, so. just two. One perfect queen becomes two perfect queens. <laughs> She's a little like, why isn't she Margaret White's daughter? She, right? Same yeah. hair. I, I same hair. I only cast people by hair similarity. Same, cra- <laughs> same crazy eyes. So uh, yeah, those those are the eyes that you just those are the eyes of a hit and run driver. So Rebecca Gayhart, yeah. we're here for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> If you enjoyed today's episode, (laughs) (laughs) it's a reminder. (laughs) Please, Uh, please like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. Go on, go on Facebook and and like our Facebook community page, and that way more and more people will see our posts. Like, I'm shocked that people are actually seeing the posts for the Gaylords of Darkness page. I'm shocked anyone listens to this. First of all, okay, let's be real. Yes, let's, let's be real. <laughs> like, I'm always surprised when we get a comment about something. I'm like, for real. Wow, you actually stuck through the whole thing. <laughs> no shit, because these episodes just get longer and longer. Do you remember <laughs> when I first proposed this? I was like, I'm thinking a tight 20 would be great. <laughs> now it's every episode is a mini series, practically. Oh, the folly of our ways. The folly of our And every week I'm like, like this week I thought, oh, we're only going to talk about these three movies. It's going to be a short one. And here we are. <laughs> we're not even minutes. done yet. We're not even done yet. And it just keeps going. So the fact that anybody listens at all is a miracle to me. Thank you so much for your support. Please, thank you. Please uh, seek professional help. And yes, honestly, therapy. And once you get those meds, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Rate us on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. It, it tell makes, your friends. Tell your friends. It's hey, holiday season is coming up. Why not get them a gift card to Gaylords of Darkness? <laughs> Yeah, it's free, so it's not even going to cost you anything. It's like one of those shitty back rub coupons you put in a card. Yeah, and then you just look at your your significant other and say, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> we're you done here. rip up the coupon and then politely so, put it in recycling. So if you have any friends you want to get rid of, maybe give them a free podcast coupon for us. <laughs> there you go. And then you may never see them again, but at least they will have heard and had that, that title of our show implanted in their brain. 
And, Which is all that really matters. Yeah, and then our our um, silver shamrock pyramid scheme will just <laughs> yeah. replicate and multiply. Finally. Yeah. Finally. I don't know if we're very efficient, but... You know, we're working on it, and soon we're we, will, on it. we will have cloning technology, and I will have a theme park of Rebecca Gayhart. So there we go. <laughs> Marketing is tough nowadays. It is hard. You it's know? Hard. So, so thank you all, um, and... Oh, and if you have a listener question, email it to us or social media it to Please one of us. Please do. We yeah. need some questions. No one sends questions. No one likes us. See, no one listens. No one sends questions. No one likes us. Nobody uses the post. <laughs> it's almost like Andy Rooney's back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to no people one, liking podcasts? You know, no one sends letters to podcasts anymore. <laughs> Don't you feel like if if Andy Rooney ever said the word podcast, like his face would just melt off? Yeah, it'd be like <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and then he just explodes. <laughs> like a light beam shoots out of his forehead. And a giant Andy snake comes up and eats him. <laughs> and then his car flips over and explodes. And that's what he gets for recording while he's driving. That's exactly what he gets. <laughs> Cut to... Stacy waking up and throwing up a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh my my god! God. (laughs) Yeah! <laughs>